0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Banking in Transition, a podcast from The Banker magazine. I'm John Errington, The Banker's Middle East and Africa editor, and today I'm talking to Oscar Onyema, Chief Executive Officer of the Nigerian Exchange Group, the company that runs the Nigerian Stock Exchange in Lagos. Oscar, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, John. Nigeria came out of recession in late 2020, but the IMF in mid-November said that the country faces a subdued recovery in the near future. Can you share your thoughts with us on the country's economic outlook for 2022? As you know, the
1: effects of COVID-19 pandemic uh, will continue to be felt uh, around global economies for some time, and Nigeria is no exception, especially when you consider the slow rate of vaccination in Nigeria the fact that we're just uh, coming out of um, recession and trying to improve our macroeconomic environment. Uh, The foreign exchange uh, constraints uh, occasioned by crude oil price shocks and um, COVID-19 challenges in the recent past. And obviously the fact that we're increasingly taking on more debt, so our debt profile is actually increasing. Uh, If you lay on top of that double-digit inflation and social unrest, uh, especially around um, various regions of the country that are agitating for one thing or another, there is no shortage of challenges. And so uh, the IMF is right that although there are these challenges, uh, there are still huge opportunities in Nigeria. And so... They are pro- they are projecting moderate growth of about two point seven percent for the economy next year. Uh, we think that um, just given the fact that you have such a large portion of the uh, Nigerian economy in the informal sector, the number might actually be on the on the low side. Uh, if you look at what we are tracking for twenty twenty one, we're actually tracking around uh, three point. Uh, 2% uh, growth for the whole year. Um, So I would uh, say that uh, there's significant opportunities in Nigerian economy uh, from the rapidly growing population, which suggests a growing pool of talent if properly uh, leveraged to the uh, global diffusion of uh, digital technologies, uh, which is creating huge opportunities for Nigerians. uh, As you may be aware, We've raised billions of dollars in uh, investments in the FinTech space alone in Nigeria. And most of those uh, dollars coming from the rest of the world. The opportunities for wealth creation in the capital markets uh, with introduction of new and innovative products and services that meet uh, investors evolving needs uh, cannot be underestimated as well. Uh, with sustainable finance uh, moving more into center stage and derivatives are expected to take, uh, its, uh, make its debut uh, in the near term, uh, the Nigerian capital market is increasingly positioning itself to champion the sustainable growth of the Nigerian economy. So, I would say, uh, just to cut short um, uh, the answer, is that uh, we're very optimistic that we should be seeing numbers not of 2.7% 2. uh, for 2022 uh, and we all intend to do our own part uh, to make that happen. Obviously working with policymakers and uh, regulators
0: and other key players in the Nigerian economy. It's always very tempting to focus exclusively on the challenges but one has to remember the opportunities that exist um, in a market like Nigeria as well. So earlier, in 2021, the NSC demutualized and listed on its own exchange. What was behind the decision to demutualize? And what does this mean for the exchange going forward? So the decision really
1: was to unlock opportunities for growth uh, for us in a nutshell. And um, we successfully uh, completed that demutualization process uh, earlier this year. So we've converted from Uh, being a mutual company limited by guarantee to a for-profit company limited by shares uh, giving rise to the new entity Nigerian exchange group plc Uh, will become the 57th exchange to demutualize amongst the 70 members of the world federation of exchanges Uh, and when you look at these members of the world federation of exchanges you will see that a lot of the large developed market exchanges and exchange groups have all restructured to become for-profit entities and have unlocked tremendous growth uh, for themselves and their economies. So this is what we're trying to achieve. The completion of our demutualization has led uh, to a non-operating holding company, which uh, I head, but it has also allowed us to create three Wholly owned subsidiaries, uh, Nigerian Exchange Limited, which is the listing platform and trading platform uh, for the Nigerian market. Uh, You can call it the operating exchange. Uh, We will also now have an independent regulatory company, the NGX Regulation Limited. So we've bifurcated commercial activities from regulatory activities uh, to reduce opportunities for conflict of interest. And then we uh, have a NGX real estate company which houses uh, real estate interests. And uh, we intend to do more with that entity to unlock value as well. Um, So that in a nutshell is is why we uh, do mutualizing. It gives us an opportunity to have a more efficient structure to modernize and digitize uh, and to really begin to drive growth across the various uh, verticals of the uh, capital market infrastructure value chain. Uh, It will also allow us to expand into other geographies so that uh, our footprint is not just in Nigeria anymore. Uh, We've also listed uh, that listing uh, activity is a different transaction entirely. But what it does uh, is allows us to be on a liquid platform, the Nigerian Exchange Limited and gives us opportunity, should we want to take advantage of that, uh, to raise capital, be it debt or equity, uh, to use our shares as currency uh, for other kinds of uh, corporate um, activities. uh, And obviously to take advantage of that listing platform in terms of the visibility and the credibility that it provides, Uh, all of these things geared towards Meeting the original intention of demutualizing, which is to unlock great growth opportunities.
0: We mentioned the so the growth opportunities within the wider economy um, that exist. And it's worth mentioning again just the sort of the vibrancy of the fintech sector uh, within Nigeria, and I think the prevalence of three, three out of the four Af- sub-Saharan African unicorns are from Nigeria. Yet, despite this growth, um, there has been a struggle to attract uh, new listings in recent years uh, on the NSE. Perhaps it's unsurprising given what the the economy has been going through. What steps are you as the NSE taking to attract new listings in 2022 and beyond?
1: So our listing platform, Nigerian Exchange Limited, uh, has actually facilitated uh, capital raising. Uh, This year alone, uh, uh, financing of over 6.71 trillion naira uh, raised by governments and corporates across the various asset classes that are offered on the NGX platform. Um, So this is an area that is of key importance to us, and uh, the platform really provides opportunities for both public and private sector players to raise capital. Uh, You're right, we haven't seen a lot of IPOs and we are working very hard uh, to change that narrative. I know that uh, the exchange is engaging with the fintech community uh, to provide a board that serves them uh, specifically and that is different from your traditional board that is looking for, you know, dividend payment and profitability and the rest of it. The exchange definitely intends to provide opportunities for companies within the ecosystem to engage uh, with uh, stakeholders through various you know platforms that we have such as um, closing congress uh, ceremonies, facts behind the listings, facts behind the figures, facts behind the sustainability reports, etc uh, to really engage with uh, the market and provide, Uh, opportunities for the buy side uh, and the sell side to engage with issuers and really uh, be able to better reflect the needs of uh, potential issuers, especially the fintech uh, community. So stay tuned, Uh, we we intend to do a lot more IPOs. Uh, We intend uh, to be more nimble in the way we serve uh, potential uh, investors
0: and issuers. Oh, it sounds very interesting and we'll definitely stay tuned for news of that in addition um oscar beyond these plans that you've just outlined what are your sort of main strategic priorities for 2022 going forward the first
1: thing we want to uh, make sure we establish earlier on is uh, just uh, our track record of embodying best practices uh, top level corporate governance um, over time we've led by example and we intend to solidify on that in, our, in terms of our disclosures and our relationship uh, to the marketplace. Um, as a group, we're positioning ourselves to be Africa's leading capital market infrastructure, which encompasses uh, being a major force of growth for the Nigerian economy and the wider region. Uh, what this means is that um, significant investments in related market infrastructure players and selected fintechs, which we've already done, is going to be accelerated. And uh, obviously demutualization will allow us uh, to be more nimble and to be able to identify other opportunities uh, for investments. So you should expect us uh, to uh, lead the consolidation of African capital markets, um, increase the integration of uh, Africa into, into the global markets and uh, announced significant uh, investments in terms of players and opportunities in the value chain um, across the capital market
0: uh, ecosystem. Very good. Well, there's a lot on your plate and a lot of exciting things due to come. And we look forward to asking you about the progress in due course. Oscar, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us today. Thank you very much, John. Thank you for listening to this episode of Banking in Transition. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and ACAST, and find plenty more audio and video content at thebanker.com.